FA Cup magic, John? Was it was it fun? It was cuptastic. There was nobody there. How many people were there? Four thousand eight hundred and thirty-two. How big's the stadium? Thirty-three thousand. Right. Which I worked out is more than seventy-five percent empty. Wow, that it's like tumbleweeds yeah. going around the east if stand. There was no supporters in the stadium to watch a football match. Did it even happen? Is that like a tree falling in the woods? Yeah, but there's no and one a bear there. has a number two. Oh no, that was a different. No, no, that's a different. No, that's a different thing. Sorry. Does a bear? Well, I mean, we'll never know. No, we won't know. But that's not applicable for Tuesday night. I was there and I saw it and it definitely oh. took place which means that in the words of one of our old sales managers at the bingo it happened, happened. <laughs> you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast we apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea Watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4. Yes, that's brilliant. You see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him with a funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. Hello. That went really, sorry, that went really well. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. We are, that was a little bit keen. We are basically winging it today. Uh, all, pa- all the, 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 was it the, the, the plans of men and mice, mice and men, have all gone wrong. Uh, why is that, Tom? Well, I mean, there's only one person to blame. But it's uh, not me. It's certainly not me. And it's not me. So, oh. oh. I think I think we've we've. I th- I th- uh, let's not do any exposition. Let's just let the read the listeners know. They know. They know whose fault it is. I, uh, okay. They know. Uh, okay. They're smart. Mm-hmm. All of them. What should we talk about? Um, should we introduce ourselves first? Mm. Hello, I'm Jonathan. I'm the Reading FC reporter for Berkshire Live. Oh. That, that was not really on He's brand, though, was this it? Before. No, no. Have you been on this podcast before? Yeah, well, I've forgotten though. <laughs> this is it's been a while. <laughs> should I show him how it's, it's been done? Been a while. Yeah. Go on, show him how it's done. I'm Rachel Nemeth. I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 87 of the award-nominated, although I'm not sure after they listen to this one, Real Reading Podcast with our special guest, Jonathan Lowe. In fairness, I haven't actually put his name in the intro on the script. So, Jay Lowe. You know, we are back with um, some things that we're going to talk about. We do have a show. It's just not at all the show that at 9am this morning I envisaged. What, Jonathan? No, oh, I'm just a little frustrated I didn't uh, introduce myself like I should have done. <laughs> I, 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 I over introduced myself. Should we start again? Have do you want to go. go again? No, that's right. Let's keep going. I think this is. Good do you want to just say I'm Jonathan Lowe and I'll put it in later? I'm Jonathan Lowe. Thank you. Okay. Um, so we've got some stuff, uh, and we'll tell you about them in a minute, I guess. In the meantime, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod. And search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. 
that's Jeremy telling you how you can get in touch with the show. Uh, just to say, if you want to get in touch with the show and say nice things, that's great. That's it, really. Um, how about giving us a review of of the show on Apple Podcasts, which would really help get more listeners? How many stars have we got? Uh, five. Mostly. Yeah, most people give us five, but we've not got many reviews. Oh, okay. And we haven't had a review for a... We've been doing this podcast for like nearly two years now. Okay. We haven't had a review for a long time. So it'd be nice to have a couple of reviews if people could give us some reviews. And don't forget to follow us on the Twitter, at Real Reading Pod. And uh, we've got a Facebook group which has got 800 members. How's it now? It's called the Real Reading Podcast Group with an exclamation mark at the end. So we'd love you to join that and come come and tell us things about Reading. Um, in the meantime, I like it. I've, uh, are you in there? Yeah, it's mostly me posting like into the internet. No, it's a good. Uh, it's a good group to be part of. There's there's like six or seven good contributors in there, and we'd like some more. Yeah, I find it more odd. Interactive, it is. The yes, better. I find it odd that there are 800 members and there's like six <laughs> or seven of us that <laughs> that talk yeah. about things on there. You know, but hey, you know. But I mean, like I, I'm interested in it, but I don't contribute you're a foyer oh i mean he's got the beard for it <laughs> i don't know what that means but a voyeuristic <laughs> I'm not beard sure why I laughed <laughs> <either>. <laughs> it's going to be that sort of show it ladies and gentlemen funny. okay um in the meantime uh our brand new just cobbled together feature called uh what jonathan lowe hates Well, 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 that's quite strong. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. Um, we cobbled this together because it's usually Rachel's fact of the week. But um, unfortunately, sorry, I keep w- wiggling my knee because I'm nervous because I'm winging it. Um, so unfortunately, we were going to have Pete Wheeler on the show. This always happens when I put out a request for some questions for a guest and then they aren't able to make it. Pete Wheeler of Ready Pop fame. Of Ready Pop fame. And Ready Pop, of course, announced their brand new lineup this week, which looks excellent. So let's give There's a shout out. really good ones. To that. Um, Rach, who is on? Who is on it? Oh, gosh. Don't Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang. Koshin. Is that how you say it? Koshin? Koshin. Who that... Uh, what sparked my interest? Is that the word I want? Yes. Because I used to tickled uh, your interest. Tickled my tickled my fancy. Ah. I used to listen to those quite a lot in my youth. So I did have a little listen okay. uh, on Spotify the other day, and it was to be honest, it was more dancey than I remember. It's quite, it's quite. Uh, they're quite a dance act, um, but I did turn it up really loud, <laughs> and it was it was good. So, um, yes, unfortunately, Pete is not feeling so well, so we weren't able to get Pete on the show today. So oh, we will get, get well Pete, soon, Pete back in soon. So in the meantime, we cobbled together a quick feature because so Jonathan is well known for hating Reading Station, um, and he also hates other things. Um, not very many other things. Not, uh, mm, okay, mm, yeah. So one of the things I know that you hate, John, is that you almost, almost live next to a fish and chip shop. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not quite uh, literally, but, no, but uh, I mean, it's it, a very it, short distance. You've got to be able to walk a reason a, a little distance to the fish and chip shop. That's, yeah, sort I mean, of, that's how be, it's done. You don't want to be living above one. No. Or no, side by understand. side with one, no. because, I mean, those wafts are going to get yeah, pretty, but I just, tempting. Oh, I just <laughs> pretty, pretty tempting at first, but I think difficult after a while. Do you think you would get sick of the smell, or do you, would you just want chips all the time? Because I think I would just want chips all the time. 
Yeah. My friend lives next door to a, a Chinese takeaway, oh. so I'm going to ask her how she feels about it. How often do you eat prawn crackers? We For could, me, it would be daily. We could just call her up if we'd prepared this, we but we have not, <laughs> no. so we will not. Hello, you're live on Reading <laughs> Podcast. No, we're not going to do that. So, John, you hate, why, why do you hate it? Why do you hate that you almost live near, next to one? Well, I say it's not that I hate it as such. Mm. It's just that you, the, the, there has been and is a unit um, on the Tylehurst Road. Yeah. Uh, just at the top of Reading West Station, which was going to be a, a fish and chip shop probably a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Um, it was next to the news agents, which are still there. And it was they were all getting ready. The, the counters were out, and there was a big fish, uh, the sign. Drawn on a, the sign, a, a yes. A big the fish sign. And uh, I was like, great, this is going to be a great outlet for... Chips. Chips. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do eat fish and chips, not other fish, but I do eat fish and chips. So, you know, it could be a, a regular occurrence. It could be my, my local chippy. You do Friday night thing. Precisely. Yeah. Or even Saturday night as well. Or Saturday. Was it a fish Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Really so fish you've, Friday. Come back, you've come back from a long away day at Middlesbrough and you're just pulling into uh, the road you live on, which I won't say out loud, mostly because I can't remember the name. You already um, said it. No, he doesn't live on the Tyler's Road. Oh, okay. near, there. near there. Near there. Okay. Um, and you're just driving up the Tyler's Road, and oh yes, that you that get the waft. Ooh, yeah, just could really go for some. And then it's been like that for a couple of years, and, yeah. and every time we walk past it in the morning, I yeah. nudge you gently. There was a, there was a sign in there, wasn't there, saying yeah. like it's it's going to be coming. Uh, I say the counters were out. Um, I think they put a bit of outdoor furniture as well. Yeah, I remember. And um, it's just never appeared. <laughs> Just never the, the sign has, has been taken down now. The the windows are all kind of smeared up. It's still oh. empty. No. Um, yeah. But it doesn't look it's like, like it's going to be happening. And I'm just, just thinking, no, gently mould, like one of those well. moulding experiments they do. I do. I walked past a fish and chip shop last night on my way home, uh, quite late in the evening, and there was two or three lonely pies and a, and a battered sausage. And I thought, oh. how long have they been sat there? Were they arranged in a... No. No. Okay. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> it's like the banana and two oranges, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Like a divide sign. You're so childish. Like a divide sign, that's what a I was going to say. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. <laughs> but I mean, just, you know, that place would have got a lot of business from me. Yeah. But it's uh, it's missing out, big time. Well, I mean... It's maybe a blessing. You don't yes, really yeah. want to be eating fish and chips. No, and I don't really night. have them anyway. Like only very, very occasionally. Mainly because there's not many in Reading. Uh, but that's a different story. Oh, we've got a couple of good ones near us. Yeah. Wings on the Gosbrook Road. John, John, when you say there's there's not many, there's there's one at the um, the Meadway in Tilehurst, which is, um, I mean, you but could, I'm, more you on could. The, I'm more on the Reading side of town. You could, yeah, but you could walk it, but it's really not very far from you. You better say it's just on the wrong side of town. It's, it's just it's all the about convenience. It's just the opposite direction, John. Precisely, it's all about convenience. Okay. I wonder what the best fish and chip shop in Reading is. That feels like a that feels it like feels something like we could fill out the rest of the show it? with. To <laughs> be honest, Rach, the Jolly Fryer closed down on Knox Road. Oh, did it? Although the, I think one has opened up opposite. Not that I've been. Okay. But um, that one was, it was okay. I think the, uh, I think the lemon sole in Tilehurst for a long time pretended to be, the, well, sorry, pretended is the wrong word. It may have won the awards. I don't know. I've not researched this. 
Rachel's the one that does the research on this show, um, and she's not. You have not primed me for researching no, fish and chip shops. I'm winging though. it, like I said, winging it. I think if <clears> I went round all the fish and chip shops in town, all of them would have a winner of yes. the, <laughs> the best. <laughs> it's like um, sausage. They all, they all know their place, don't they? Yeah, they've all won something. Come on. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> John, I've uh, had it with you. What are we doing? Um, Okay. My soul is dying. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) I really hate this. Um, Let's. I can't think of any more types of fish except for stickleback, and I'm not going to be able to get that into it. Could could we just move on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (coughs) Serious face on. I'm just looking for fish puns in everything <laughs> you're saying. I think to, so. You know, like, uh, is it is, is, is it Elf that uh, he goes into the coffee house and he goes, "World's best coffee." Well done, guys. Yes, it is. As I think every fish and chip shop has, yeah. and, and hopefully, um, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they're all very good. But I don't know which one's best one. As long as they've got a five star hygiene rating, I'm happy. That's the main thing. That's that's the big award. That's the that's the main one. Okay, um, we will move on, uh, and in part two. We're going to talk about the fact that it is, as the time that this podcast goes out, it will be Pickled Onion Eve Eve. Welcome to part two. It's Pickled Onion Eve Eve. Rach rolled her eyes. Quite, you could hear them. Did not roll my you eyes. Really did. I love a pickled onion. We've so, talked about this before. What I mean by pickled onion, Eve, Eve, is that on Sunday the 9th of February, I had to really check myself then, um, it is pickled onion contest, eating contest at the retreat in Reading, the retreat pub. I'm a judge. Hang on a minute. What? Pickled onion eating contest. No, no, it's not. No, it's not an eating. No, it's not. Sorry, no, you're right. It's not a pickled onion eating contest. Oh God! Can you imagine that? (laughs) Yeah, as many pickled onions as you can. (laughs) I bet there's a. I bet there's a competition for that somewhere in the world. Somewhere in America, probably. Although, would they have? Do they have pickled onions in America? I don't know. Would they? Yeah, to go for tiny silver skins. Yeah, you just maybe they fry them. Maybe, probably cover them in cheese. Oh, actually. So, no, so, right, let's start that again. It is the Pickled Onion Contest at the Retreat Pub in Reading. So people making They're making onions. their pickled onions and they're bringing them into the Retreat Pub and yours truly is going to be testing them. Are you testing them as well? I'd forgotten. Had you, you'd forgotten? I so, had forgotten. Okay. So, Rach might be there. She might not be. Probably not. Anyway, I'm going to be do, doing some recording throughout the day. So, next week, we're going to have some pickled onion... Um, goodness going on but I thought I need some help because I've never judged a contest I was gonna say are you uh, are you an expert in well so so, so I love pickled onions because and my nan used to make the like the, the just like the the strongest pickled onions like you'd have them and you just you all you could your taste yeah your eyes would water and then some of them would be really quite chunky as well but they were amazing so you'd eat this pickled onion, and like all you do, you just like you just smell of onion. Look at John's face right now. <laughs> he smelt something. He's not happy. He's, He's not, not happy. happy. <laughs> but I needed some help because I've never judged a contest before in my life, 
but I do feel like I, I'm I'm so, as much as you could have a diploma in pickled onions. I feel like I've got. I feel like it's in my family. You know, so we need to think about it, what things should you be looking out yeah. for. I'm thinking crunch. Yeah, it's, but you don't want a soggy yeah, you know, pickled onion. No, that would be the worst, no. wouldn't it? I think so. Yeah, cr- we've got crunch. So I think we need we need like a three point plan. We need crunch, um, like the level of pickleage. So you don't want it overly pickled, so no, that it what, does make you cry. Yeah, what would be so over pickling would be like over pickling it's a vinegar mixture or under pickling. Indeed, you, it needs to be. It's not been festered for long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't really want one that blows your head off. No, but you, don't, you don't. It doesn't need to be underwhelming. So it's so a level of pickleage. Level of pickleage and additional goods. So if they've added other flavours to mm. the pickling juice. So say maybe it's like a chili. Yeah, a chili pickled prawn. So you've got to be able to pick up some hey? of that. Prawn? Prawn? Well, I don't know why. Sorry, I had, what? I had prawns in my head. I had prawns last night. Chili pickled prawn. A chili pickled onion. So you'd have to be able to pick up a bit of that chili. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. They've got to have decent flavours and yeah. they've got to come through Do, just enough. Would it be good enough to have a nice, proper, crunchy pickled onion that was just pickled, no extras? if it was done nicely does it does it matter if it has extras do we think or is is that just like so you have a nice beer and then sometimes the you, yeah sometimes you get you, yeah. they, they do like a pineapple beer and sometimes that's that's too much it's too much do you think it's just a case of just knowing when you know you know yes okay because they might surprise you there might be one that you'd look at the description and think no that is revolting but then when you taste it a bit like Heston yeah, you know when he did all the snail porridge and revolting on paper, but it must taste good because People. he sells it in his restaurant <laughs> and he is, a, you know, very famous chef. John, what do you think? He's just sat well, there. The, re- with the, the reason face. why I, I haven't added into this conversation is that I don't eat onions. Why do, do they do they have I, too much flavour? I don't feel that they uh, they're something that you eat. I feel they're just something that you add in for flavouring. I willingly kind of eat them maybe in a soup or um, as part of gravy. Yeah, chopped up very small. But I would certainly never go out of my way to eat an onion. What (laughs) about an onion bargy? Nope. (gasps) I don't really taste of onion, though, an onion bargy. So you're missing out there, mate, I'm afraid. Well, I think it's, it's, uh, it's not only the taste, just the texture as well. They're just something I would... Stay well clear of. Okay. So well, don't get me judging uh, an onion contest because I'm not going to like any of them. Well, there Which is, is probably what you want actually from a judge. You don't want if you're going to be a judge for an onion eating contest and you like onions, you're just going to like them all, aren't you? So yeah, but you can't be a judge for a contest if you don't like onions. You could be ambivalent towards yeah, them. Yeah, true. So there's a massive elephant in the room currently. And it is in the shape of a uh, test I want to do because I, I want to get. So oh. <coughs> I've, I've been out and I, I'm going to mention where I got these from because I, I made them use their card machine for a pound. So Pierre's baguettes, thank you very much for understanding that I didn't have any cash on me and I had to use my card for a pound. Oh, I haven't had a Pierre's baguette for ages. Yeah, I could really do with a Pierre's baguette. I used baguette. to have the egg mayo and crispy <coughs> bacon one oh. every Saturday that I went to football. The reason ago. I'm thinking about prawns is because they do a really nice prawn baguette. Oh. Anyway, went to Pierre's and I picked up a bag of um, the next best thing, pickled onion monster munch. And I was just going to try them and see, oh, you're not. see what we could get out of it. Do you want to no. join me in this? 
you know how I feel about noisy eating and eating a monster munch into a microphone when we've got headphones oh, on. I'm not going to eat it into a microphone. It might actually tip me <laughs> over the edge. I'm not so sure. I bought some pickled onion monster munch and you can hear them just here. And we're going to do a judging test. Can I take my headphones off to... You can, yes. ...to crunch it? John is not feeling it. Well, I can smell them for you, but I will oh, not eat them. The aroma is... <laughs> the aroma? It's very strong. <laughs> is, oh. is this, this is all good practice for you for oh, Sunday. I promised filler, and this is filler, okay? Okay. You're going to filler your belly with those. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to have one. I'm not going to be greedy. You know, I'm not going to be greedy. But I'm going to decide if this is going to win. Wait, let me turn my headphones off <laughs> before you crunch it. This is going to win. See if this wins the inaugural Berkshire Live Pickled Onion Monster Munch eating contest. It's not an eating contest. It's just a judging. Okay, you ready? Which way up are you meant to look at the Monster Munch? I'm not sure. Because they, they, so they, they all make different one monsters, One way up, don't they? it's a monster. Mm. And the other way up, it's yeah. a footprint. Yeah. But you can only have a bit as well. When you're judging, you don't have the whole one, do you? You just have... Well, no, so just bite the toes of so off. Or is it the toes or the arms and legs? Off. Oh, okay. Oh, now I'm going to get Monster Munch all over I'm going to get Monster Munch Sorry, what? Sorry, what? Stop the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> sorry. Pardon? Well, precisely the reason why you just moaned about getting crisp on your hand. Can you, did I hear you? Can you clarify, please? Then uh, it's actually much easier to eat crisps than a fork. Uh, Rachel, I've got so many questions, but uh, so little time. And uh, are you being serious? <laughs> so when you're out at the seriously, if you're at the match, you don't eat. He's not going to get crisps, crisps at the match, is he? Because he'll look like a weirdo. If, if I can eat them uh, with some cutlery, then I probably will do. How do you eat them with cutlery, John? Well, you empty them out into a container and scoop them up with a. What if you get a big one? Fork or a spoon. Well, it's sort of balancing act if well, you get a big one. Okay. Balancing it between the tongs of the fork. Okay. Oh, there, there are so many depths we could go to with him. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing almost like a, a Carl Pilkington character where we just get he says things and then we get him to do them, and. Just going to be watching. Yeah, forever. Waiting for him to eat a bag of crisps. <laughs> okay, you missed out earlier on. Actually, I did that. I did exactly that with the crisps. Is that what I you had in that little tin foil thing? You missed out. Is that what was in the tin foil? Correct. <laughs> I thought it was a cake. <laughs> no, really? Liz thought it was a cake. Liz said, "Are you eating a cake?" Uh, no crisps. I thought you'd eaten like a whole treacle tart or something and not shared it because it was empty. Right, was I'd had some quiche <laughs> in the. <laughs> container i'd finished the quiche i was still hungry i had some crisps so i just emptied them into the container and ate them with a fork it's recycling isn't it i mean i mean uh, no but yes i suppose okay, Tom, okay right yeah we just crisps. this segment is going to be dumbfounded we have, ba- <laughs> we have barely this even we've barely even I mentioned reading this Redding. podcast is going to reach new heights oh, well, <laughs> I, well i hope so because one of them's going to have to at some point that award is in the bag after the okay crisp are we ready are we ready this. here we go here we go Mm. Oh, that's good crunch. Anyone with misophonia, that is the fear of horrible, annoying noises. <laughs> Apologies. That's good crunch. It's good flavour. 
Okay. Any additional extras? No. Is it safe for me to put my headphones back on? I think you can put your headphones back on. But yes, that. I mean, that that was a good solid. Um, I, I would say that was a good solid pickled onion monster munch. Do you think you have to rate out of ten? Um, I mean, it's going to be hard not to give it a ten, really. Oh. It's it's a as far as pickled onion monster munch go. That was it. Did exactly what it was supposed to do. I don't think you can give because uh, surely beef monster munch are the ten. Yeah, but this isn't a beef monster munch. Yeah, but surely you, you've got some some of it on your fingers. That's not a good thing. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you're going to get pickled onion on your fingers when you if you eat your pickled onion. Mm. Maybe there's a way of. I mean, I'm hoping Tom, of, that of it not sticking on your hand. That we have uh, helped you in your quest on Sunday. I think that's going to help me gonna massively. Be, uh, I'm going to be able to. Thing is, this is this is this is my uh, this is my what do they call it? Like a uh, the, 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 like the a preamble. No, the the, the 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 level. The oh okay. Um, this this is this is this is like my zero. Okay. So anything after this is going to be either higher or lower. And the bonus is I've got a bag of pickled onion monster munch to eat after the podcast. Yes. Which was sort um, of part way through. Another thing is because it is in the pub, the retreat. Yeah. Don't perhaps get too drunk. <laughs> Whoa, I'm mid, I'm a mid judging. Rach, I'm a professional. Got to take your judging very seriously. I'm a professional, and as long as you didn't see me in Birmingham on Wednesday, I wouldn't drink during work. Birmingham. Anyway, moving on. What about the appearance? Surely you've got to judge that as well. Ooh. Anyway, anyway moving on. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a valid question. Well, thanks for the valid question, John. Um, we'll put that to the listeners. <laughs> Moving on to our next thing. Again, we are just winging it a bit. So, uh, starting the clock uh, <laughs> we didn't really start the clock on the last one that went on for quite a while so we are moving on not to an interview not to Fort Explains It All we are moving on to um, something uh, I've just come back all the way from Manchester to be here for this podcast today uh, no applause necessary okay. oh, you weren't, you weren't going I, to I you weren't about, going to I was about to good uh, uh, okay thank you uh, but I was listening you. to when I drive up to Manchester and back I like to listen to some podcasts and one I have been listening to recently is called uh, Richie Firth Travel Hacker oh. uh, and Who's he ha- he he is a DJ on Absolute Radio oh and I thought that he, was familiar he used to live yeah, in Calcutt because he used to drive along we used to get stories from when he used to see UFOs on the M4 on the way into London from Calcutt. Oh. So we he's he, we're familiar with him. I don't know if he's familiar with us. I doubt he's a regular listener. He's but there's two of them that present together on Absolute. Uh, they, 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 they're not on the same show anymore. I think oh, they, he's, he's he got does his own something show. Else. Yeah. Okay. But he does this podcast called Travel Hacker and it's about um, finding better ways to like travel really. Uh, and so far he's done things like um, how easy, like taking the fear out of the M25 by driving around it in less than two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, going like um, make it, say it, suggesting it is easier if you were going to a Manchester United game from London to fly via Southampton than getting the train. Um, and what was the the most recent one was um, saving money to get to work in London by um, hitchhiking from where in Hertfordshire. Um, it's all rubbish. 
Okay. None but of them actual uh, no, well, hacks. no. I mean, I mean, his his sort of his sort of persona is this sort of um, I'm right all the time, and it's it's quite it's quite funny. But the point of this whole thing was, I was trying to think of um, what hacks could we do around Reading in terms of of travel hacks. Like, are there challenges? He also did the. Um, this was the point. The main point I was thinking of was he did uh, the London Overground Challenge, where you have to go to every station within a day. Yeah, within a period of time okay. to set the record. And they thought they'd set the record, but they I don't think it's a spoiler to say that they turned out that loads of other people had done it previously. They thought <laughs> they were the first ones. And then it turned out they'd actually missed a station. Oh. So it didn't go so well. Um, so I was just thinking, like, what could we, is, it, is it something, could you do, like, all of the stops on the Reading on buses the 17. map? Well, or, you could, yeah, you could. Could you go on every seat? You'd have to go out and back in again. That's going to be quite a, quite a challenge. Yep. But, you know, what's the quickest time you could do something in? Yeah. And I thought, I'm thinking suddenly, coming towards our 100th show, is there a challenge in here that we could come up with? You could do, um, you know, like the IDR is no- notoriously pretty rubbish yeah. at um, rush hour. You could do, is it quicker to could cycle? Could I walk it? Walk it. Oh, yes. <laughs> could I walk could it? <laughs> quicker than you can get from a to b <laughs> on a bit so yeah so if you left at fi- if you left our office here at five o'clock could you walk back to jonathan's house faster than you could drive it yes i think i, th- I tend I've, to agree when with i've you. when i've driven home from work it takes longer to drive than it does to walk that's mad isn't it yeah it's crazy yeah. like it's a 20 minute walk so i think so it should be you know Five, five ten minutes, minutes max. Yeah. but it's so it's I as th- long if not longer i think there's some there's there's, there's some, some challenges there's to some be challenges had, in there? here have you thought of any then well i was i was the first one was was just um how quickly could you do all of the bus stops on the reading buses map that is a lot that's no, quite you've a lot. got to do a, a route surely oh well yeah. that's i mean that's easy that's just one you don't have to get off you just that's one into the other that's just no but you walk the route a walk the route yeah could you ooh interesting or could you cycle the route what and race the bus yeah you depends which time of day doesn't it with it stopping and starting could you cycle faster than the 17 bus probably i would say you could i couldn't anyway the whole point of this was i was hoping for some reader interaction okay i keep saying readers listen we listener interaction that's what frank skinner calls yeah Yeah. Oh, I went to see him. I was going to. I was going to ask you about this. Oh, okay. I'll tell um, you Yes. So, if anybody has any ideas for some challenges, we'd be up for, for doing some challenges. I'm not sure how or when we're going to do them. We'd need to speak very nicely to people to see if they'd allow us to spend a few hours doing something silly. You should get on the on the um, open top bus and do something on there. Yeah. There's a podcast up there. Could do. Bit windy though. Well, it's part of the challenge. Mind you, no one will be able to hear Hugh breathing down the microphone. So there's, you know, every cloud. Okay, so that was uh, that, was that really. Just something very quickly. Um, in which case, um, Rachel, we'll talk about Frank Skinner at the end if that's all right. Yeah. Um, moving on again, it is time for the random question. The random question. John, as our guest, would you like to do the random question? So this is where I pick out you pick out a, a question. question, yeah, and you can do it to us as you did. Oh, so I ask you, yeah. 
What sort of questions are in here? I can't remember. I wrote them a week ago. How do you That's expect me to remember? That's why they're mystery. I wrote them a week ago. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's a long one. It's a very long one. Right then, Reading Borough Council has given you permission to build a new road for some reason. Where would you build it? Get that blimmin' bridge done. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I try very actively not to drive. But. In Reading. For some reason, Reading Borough Council has given you permission to build a new road. Okay. Where would you build it? Yeah, I would I would go for the bridge because that is probably the the thing that directly impacts me the most because all of the traffic that would go over that bridge does instead come in and through Caversham into Reading via um Reading Bridge, which is not far from my house. Fair enough. So it does snarl up the I love that word <laughs> in terms of snarly. Uh, yeah, it would free up the Gosport Road a bit more. But yeah, I have I have very small dreams. Go on, what's your? You've got a um, tiny road you want to build. <laughs> very tiny road tiny I'd like to build. Um, w- on the road that I live is a dead end. Yeah, and I would just quite like just almost like for only people who live on that road. No one else. Okay. Like a private road. We'd have to private fund it road. privately. Yeah. We go, thanks, Reading Borough Council. That's great. We'll fund it ourselves. It's a private road. I would just build a little road from the end of my road onto Tallis Lane in Southcote so that I didn't have to go out to the Bath Road if I was driving anywhere in, into town or something like that. So that I didn't have to go up and round and on the Bath Road and all the way down the bar. You just cut right through to the Beef Eater. That's, that's all. I, I say my dreams are not big. I don't want much. Just a bit of tarmac. Just Have you just tried asking them? Well, there's sort of houses in the way, so no. <laughs> <laughs> sure there's a way. But on that, cl- on that question, I was allowed to build a road anywhere I wanted. Yeah, there's no restrictions on the mystery no, question. You can no, do what you want. no. You just, it's, uh, it's what it says on the... Where would you build a road, John? Uh, I think I would like to build... What's the equivalent of a monorail? In road form. A tram? A tram, yes. No, but I'm talking like above. Okay. Above. Oh, like uh, a, the a cars highway. Can like, go a hi- on like a uh, Like a flyover. Flyover, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like the IDR as it goes past the Oracle. Yeah. Raised up. Okay. Where? Yeah. Where? Well, uh, it's just, just for a, fun. A, no, well, no, well. Uh, or just can, yeah. yeah it's just the just question cause. says I can, so I will. Precisely. <laughs> Well, in uh, well, maybe above the IDR, so so there would be less traffic on the IDR. Multi-layered, and it, w- and it would be exactly. Oh gosh, it'll be all spaced out more. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah okay. D- cool. Okay. Right. We'll get right on that. Well, I think that's you got to think the future. You do. You do. Well, talk wasn't there talk at one point of kind of filling in over the top of the decking, IDR yes. and building? Well, there's lots of space. So I mean, yeah. That could be it for your multi-layers. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, before we go, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. 
If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, Rach, just before we go, before, before we go, you went to see Frank Skinner. Yeah. He loves Reading. Does he? Well, he's always in Reading. He comes no, to Reading. He goes to the museum. He goes for oh, walks. He, did, he does all he? sorts of things. Yeah. He, um, it, w- this is when I am very grateful for the kind of travel links that Reading has. Um, and you sort of realise that we are very lucky in that we could get into and back from London within an hour, uh, you know, and get yeah. to where we wanted to be within London. Um, yeah, so we had a day out up there last week and we went to see Frank Skinner at the Garrick Theatre in um, Leicester Square, which was very, very funny. <laughs> he was a very funny man. Yeah, it was very funny. And we also went to um, an exhibition in, I think it's the Trocadero still, isn't it, by oh. Piccadilly. Hang on, that's in Paris. What? Not the Trocadero, that's in Paris. Isn't it called the Trocadero? I think I know, I know what you mean. There's a thing called the Trocadero in yeah. London. Yeah. Oh, like an, en- like an entertainment in. place in by, um, yeah, by Piccadilly. Um, so have you ever heard of the Body Worlds exhibition? Yes. So it's now housed there. That used to be and at the O2, uh, didn't it? It's toured. It's it, for the last however many years. It's it's toured around Twen- the world. Twenty, I think. Um, have you just googled it? No. Oh, um, yeah. But it's now got a permanent home there in Piccadilly, ah. and I just could not recommend it highly enough. It was absolutely brilliant. So it'll sound more gruesome than it actually is. So people when they pass away, donate their bodies to, Ooh, wow. to to the science. And then the bodies are put through a process called plastination, where they are basically preserved forever. Um, and then they are manipulated into different postures, different bits of the body are removed for to be presented separately. And it was just absolutely fascinating. And Rich and I sort of thought everybody should go maybe particularly like teenagers should go as as part of a school thing because we came out with a a sort of a renewed appreciation of like (laughs) you just sort of take for granted that you get up and you move and you can eat and you do and you think my god how we are put together is it's extraordinary that everything just what does what it needs to do and to kind of see all the different internal (laughs) bits uh, was just amazing. Was it a brain with the nervous system like still attached, Ooh. like a tr- tree? It was incredible. Tom's shuddering. I don't know if this is for me. It's honestly, it's not gross. It looked, I mean, like the name suggests, yeah, plastinate. Yeah. It's, it looks like plastic. Right. Okay. It's not. It's not gory or anything. I've seen a few pictures, but yeah, Google it. It's, yeah. And you can get two for one entry if I you can go imagine up by train. It's really so interesting. It's, quite, it's very reasonable to get in as well. Lovely but stuff. I definitely recommend it. Okay, don't forget if you know someone we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a moment, please also give us a rating on your podcast app, and if you have time, submit a review. 
We'll be back with more Reading podcast goodness next week. Bye. 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 You're listening to the Real Reading podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Watched that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4. Yes, that was really good. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading yeah. all along the canal and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.